This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today, we are continuing our parenting series covering type eight and what to keep in mind when it comes to parenting as your type. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is as I'm writing this, it's only seconds before a thunderstorm comes. The windows are open and I have incense going and it's just one of those perfect moments. The thorn is I washed my car yesterday and not only is it about to rain, but it's also already covered in pollen again. This is simultaneously the time you need to wash your car the most and the worst possible time to wash your car. And my bud is I'm going to do yoga today during the rainstorm and I am so excited. It's going to be the coziest thing ever. So if you're new to this series, a quick refresher. For each type, we do a brief overview of the Enneagram type, strengths in parenting, areas to watch out for, and tips for an easier time. I'm heavily referencing the book Know Your Parenting Personality by Janet Levine. However, a lot of what I have to say is just from my own experience and work with people of the different types. Her book does go much more in depth in terms of her specific view of the parenting, so go check it out. I'll link it in the show notes for you. Today we are discussing Enneagram Type 8. As a reminder, Enneagram 8s are the challengers of the Enneagram. They are motivated to be self-reliant and to prove their strength. They fear weakness and betrayal. They learned along the way that it's a dog-eat-dog world and only the strong survive. So as always, I'm going to share the strengths and things to look out for. And I just want to remind you that anyone can exhibit these strengths or these blind spots in a given day, in a given week, in a given month, that all type eights aren't going to be the strongest and all type eights aren't going to be the ones that are not paying attention to themselves. There's going to be some kind of mixture of the two as you are becoming more aware and do your own inner growth work. So when our type eights are in a healthy place, they tend to be leaders. They are kind of the obvious parent. Like I know who I can count on. As a child, I know who to call. I know who's going to take care of me. I have a stable, like I have a parent, like they are my leader. Um, they tend to be like the pillar of your household. They forge a path for others to follow. They are direct communicators. They're protective of the ones that they love. They want to take care of you and keep you safe. Healthy eights have an amazing ability to be vulnerable paired with a strong sense of self-reliance. And so there's a lot of safety in that as a child. They seek justice. They're often providers for the people they care about. 
and they tend to empower the people that surround them. They want you to feel strong just like they feel strong. Now, things to look out for is, you know, at times eights can be excessive. You know, we think of sevens as the ones who get the gluttony side of things, like, oh, we like a lot. But seven energy is less, I want a lot of one thing and more, I want everything <laughs> that the world has to offer. And eights are more, I want, give me that and then give me more of that. You know, whatever I like, I want the most of it. The other things to look out for is type eights may lean toward authoritarianism. If you listen to the intro episode, it goes in more in depth into that. They may struggle with denying their own faults or limitations. They may have, you know, that directness needs to be softened a bit sometimes, right? Because that anger that is so innate and so straightforward in the eights can be damaging if it's not, if they're not careful. Um, they may struggle to be vulnerable. They tend to have black and white, right and wrong, too much or too little kind of thinking. And they may struggle to acknowledge their own feelings, or it could take some time at least to really understand what they're feeling and express that. So how do we work with this information to do less harm to ourselves and our little ones? First, be willing to adjust your methods. You gotta be willing to change your approach to match your children. A really specific example of this is probably too much for you, but I, I think it's important to share. My husband recently talked to his father about parenting and his dad was like, you have it much easier than we had it. You don't know how hard it was to raise you. Like your son is so easy. But the laughable part of that is that our kid is exactly like my husband. Like they are the same person. Like I could not see any two people being more similar. So the truth is like they didn't have a different type of kid, but we moderated our approach to match our child. If we went to him with an authoritarian approach and we told him these are the rules, follow them, we would have a hard time. It would be a struggle to say the least, but instead we moderated ourselves. We became more amicable. We listened to him. You know, we changed. We didn't expect him to change to match us. So the right way for you may not be the right way for every one of your children. So being willing to adjust your approach to match them is going to help your relationship over time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Number two, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'm going to go into more depth. Watch out for authoritarianism. So if operating without awareness, it can be easy to fall into authoritarian parenting where there is a sense that you have to do what is expected or you are punished. Now, this approach, as we established in the first episode of the series, is insufficient for a plethora of reasons. Um, that being said, balance it out by getting in touch with your emotions so that you can be in tune with the emotions of your children as they navigate making mistakes and learning how to be a full human in the world. Show them respect as a human. Don't demand obedience like they are property. This is really important to just kind of 
be aware that you're going to lean probably more toward the authoritarian side. So how can we balance that out with um, kind of that rebel against authority that you have and bring in that kind of natural instinct to create an authoritative environment where there is compassion and expectation? Number three, pay attention to how you engage with authority and how that impacts your little ones. So type eights resist being controlled. Because of this, they resist authority in their life in general. And at times, they may find authority figures they align with that they don't mind following, but if they don't like the authority figure, they're likely to take a challenging stance or a defiant stance. So if your kid feels rejected by authority, like a principal or a teacher, this can mean that you are able to empathize with them, letting them know that you love them no matter what the authorities say and that their word isn't the be all end all of things, right? However, there's a chance that you have a child who is more of a people pleaser or desires to blend in and not make a mess. In this case, your defiance toward authority may not be shared with them and could make them feel embarrassed or unable to create their own autonomy as they navigate the world. Number four, look for room to not have the answers. One of the strengths of our eights is that is their confidence and their self-reliance. And if I need someone to do something for me the first time and trust that it's going to get done right, I'm going to call an eight. Their confidence and determination mean that they're great parents to call when your plumbing goes out or if you're struggling to manage your household. They're likely to take great care of you. Things can feel really clear and cut and dry for most eights. And this is like, this is what's right. This is what's wrong. We do what we believe is right unless I decide I do what I said was wrong, which I have a good reason for, so therefore it is right. Our children are going to experience the world in varying shades of gray. They're going to make mistakes, they're going to try things and they're going to fail. They're going to be strong in some areas and weak in others. All of the time they're going to look at you as the measure of how they should feel about themselves. So our best hope is that when our children do, they find the part of us that has also made mistakes, that doesn't have all the answers, and is willing to sit in the unknowing with them. Through that, we can form stronger bonds of safety with them where they come to us even when they aren't looking for a problem to be solved, but also when they just need to be seen. Number five, hone your truth. You are direct communicators, which many of us find relaxing and easy to be around. Like, I love knowing where I stand with someone. So direct communication tells me that I'm safe. If I feel like someone is playing to my opinion or sugarcoating things or propping up my ego, I don't trust them as much as someone who tells me when I'm great, but also when I suck. That being said, not all of your children are going to feel that way. So keep that amazing truth-telling nature because that's trustworthy and safe, but be cautious of your delivery. There's a Brene Brown quote that says, honesty without kindness is brutality. Hone your truth-telling skill so that your words are being heard and not your tone. A simple practice of counting to 10, especially if each of those are a breath, can help you to move into a more vulnerable and soft way of speaking. And sitting with your palms up makes you more open and naturally appear less intimidating and more open to feedback. Number six, just like in every other area of life, parenting is an art in which you are going to want to manage your energy levels. As much as you'd like to believe you don't, you do in fact have limitations. 
there is only so much you can do in any given area of your life, you are prone to push through difficulties and challenges to the point of complete physical exhaustion and take on more than anyone could possibly handle. So think of the eight doer energy being activated all day long. The perfect morning routine, going all in at work, going all in on your partner, giving all in with your household responsibilities, and then all you have with your children. This leaves very little time for you to find peace, which makes it really hard to soften the delivery when you have something you want to say. It makes it really hard to not see the world in black and white. It makes it really hard to not see the world in terms of who is strong and who is weak. When we operate with peace first, we can slow down our reactions and be more present, be more vulnerable, take more emotional risks. So I encourage you to ask yourself, where will my peace come from today? Do that every morning. And don't answer with something that you were going to do for other people, meaning my peace today is gonna come from finishing that garage project I told Susan I would do three weeks ago. No, (laughs) that's not it. Focus on receiving peace. How will you receive your peace today? Okay, friends, we have two more episodes left in this series, type nine on Thursday, type one next week. As always, it is an absolute joy to create this content for you, and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.